Welcome to the Audit Bytes podcast with your host, Robert Berry, where we talk about touchy auditing topics in bite-sized chunks. Whether you're just starting out in auditing or you're a seasoned professional, you'll find something of value here. Tell all of our fellow auditors. You can find us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting platforms. Tune in and join us for a thought-provoking and informative look at the world of auditing. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to episode number 38. Can you believe we're at 38 already? Of Audit Bites today, characteristics of quality auditors. Characteristics of quality auditors. Now, before we get started, I want to thank my friend Richard Fowler. He said he can't make it today, but he made it a point to point out to me to make sure to mention that I'm not talking about quality auditors, you know, those people who check for product runs and manufacturing errors and things like that. There is a group of auditors that are QA auditors. What we're talking about are the qualities that you must possess in order to be a good auditor, the qualities that you must possess in order to be a good auditor. Because think about this. A lot of people tell us you got to know accounting. Oh, you got to know information technology, by the way. Now you got to know data analytics. Isn't that right, Trent? You got to know how to program in SQL, Python, or the R computer languages. Some people tell you you have to know banking or you have to know a specific industry. But here's what I say. Before you even get to that point, there's certain qualities and characteristics that auditors must possess. Before you even get to that point, there's certain qualities and characteristics that auditors must possess. So let me know, are you are you ready to have that conversation? What are the qualities and characteristics that auditors must possess? So now while you're thinking about that, let me ask a question. Have you ever met somebody that just seemed like a quality person? I mean, the first time you met them, you thought to yourself, this seems like a really nice person. And then at some point you found out what they did for a living and you were like, oh, maybe I was wrong. No, I'm just kidding about that part. But no, seriously, have you ever met someone that just seemed like a genuine, quality, good person? I'm just wondering. Because that happens sometimes. Now, as auditors, have, have you ever heard anybody say to you, you don't really seem like an auditor because they have preconceived notions in their head of what we should be, and what we should act like. So let me tell you, I was watching a YouTube video the other day and it was a police officer. He was about to arrest a person, the person had been shoplifting from a store. The police officer looked at the person and I guess had sized the person up. You know, you can kind of tell what a person is about by the things that they say and the things that they do. So the police officer was sizing this person up and he looked at the person and then he looked at the store manager and he reached in his pocket and pulled out some money and paid for the food that the person was trying to steal. Now, here's the thing. The person was definitely trying to steal a little bit of food, and that is 100% wrong. But that police officer saw something in that person that told him, 
This isn't a career criminal. There's something going on and everybody needs a break every once in a while. He then followed back up with that person and she was doing fairly well after the police officer had given her a break. Now, I know currently we have a lot of flack surrounding police, surrounding auditors, surrounding whatever profession. People always have something bad to say about almost any profession. But my question is, have you ever met someone that just seemed like a quality person? And when you met that person, what were some of the qualities that they had that made you think, oh, this is a decent person? Now, let's go to our audience. Shri is saying, Elizabeth Red Cloud, amazing person. And me, me? Oh, me? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we know Ellie. Ellie is a Ellie is a fantastic person. Now, Leslie is saying, yes, I have actually had a few that have impacted my outlook. Yeah. Have you ever met someone that just seemed like a quality person? I'm pretty sure we all have at certain points in time. Now, the next question is, has that quality person ever been an auditor? Wait, let me say that again. Have you ever met a quality person and then you found out they were an auditor? If you did, did that change your perception of that person? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So now I'm going to tell you another story about quality people. So I was watching another YouTube video. There was a guy who was going around to gas stations and he had a, a, a gas can in his hand. And all he was doing was asking if people could spare some gas to give to him. He wasn't asking for money. These were people who were pumping gas into their vehicles. And he just asked, can you give me some gas? Tons of people said no. No, 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 no. We cannot give you gas. I mean, there were people who were putting gas in their car at the pump. They turned, looked at this gentleman and said, no, I will not give you any gas. Oddly enough, one of the workers from the store came out and gave him some money to put gas into the can to take to his car. Now, what people didn't know was he was doing a social experiment and he ended up giving the gas station worker a ton of money. What was even more interesting was one of the people that turned him down saw him give the gas station worker a ton of money and she had this look of shock on her face. I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't really pay or cost anything to just be a decent person. It doesn't cost anything to be a decent person. So now with that said, what does it take to be a decent person as an auditor? So recently I posted something on LinkedIn, basically asking the question or saying, here's some characteristics that quality auditors have. To my surprise, a few people saw it. And one person actually contacted me and said, listen, I like the graphic that you put together. I printed it out and used it with one of my employees as a training tool. I was like, whoa, I was really surprised and shocked. So I figured, hey, why not let it be the subject of an audit bite show? A gentleman who's an audit director thought that it was impactful enough to use it for one of his staff members. So I said, why not let it be the title and content of an audit bites episode? So let's talk about this. Characteristics of quality auditors. The first one I have is curiosity. Now I say this a lot, and Leslie, if you're still here, 
Leslie just left a training course that I was doing for a group in uh, Springfield, Illinois. This is what I say, and this is what I said then. Curiosity is the cornerstone of internal auditing. No matter what your role is, you have to be curious. If you're a new auditor, you have to be curious. If you're a seasoned auditor, you have to be curious. If you're an information technology auditor or a financial statement auditor or an operational auditor, you have to be curious. If you are not curious, then why are you doing this? No matter what your role, you have to be curious about a few things. You have to be curious about the company you work for, the processes that they manage, and the people at the company performing the processes. Now, I'm going to say something that some people aren't going to think is true when it comes to auditors, but you have to be curious enough to care. You have to be curious enough to care about the people, to care about the processes, and to care about the company. You have to be curious enough to care. Now, you're probably thinking, what do I mean by that? Curiosity. Well, if you look at the word auditor, the definition, the pure definition of the word auditor is, well, hmm, you know what? There are four different definitions up here, but let's take a look at the one that really matters. The one that really matters is the second one, one who hears or listens. One who hears or listens. So why is that important? Well, in order to listen, you have to be listening to the right things. In order to know what you should be listening to, you have to ask the right questions. But then you have to be curious enough to ask the right questions, which is why I say curiosity is one of the primary characteristics that a quality auditor should have. Now, while I'm here, let's go to our audience because, well, I love audience interaction and you guys are a whole lot smarter than me. Oh, oh, Sona was saying that me and Shri are at the top of her list of being quality people. That's just, that's nice. Lisa is saying, do all you can in all ways that you can. Yeah, absolutely. You got to care. And now Leslie is giving her top three, compassion, integrity, and inquisitive. I agree with those, Leslie. I agree with those. And Sono is saying replace judgment and assumptions with curiosity and asking what else might it be? What else might it be? So curiosity to me is one of the biggest things that auditors should have. And again, curiosity means you have to be curious enough to care, curious enough to ask the right questions which, by the way, I know someone who's written a pretty good book about asking questions. It's called Ask Better Questions, Get Better Answers, Perform Better Audits. If you go to Ask, Get, Perform, you can pick up your copy. And in it, I give some keys to asking better questions while performing internal audit engagements. So today we're talking about characteristics you have to have in order to be a good quality auditor. Now, the next characteristic I have on my list is critical thinking, critical thinking. First, you have to be curious. You have to be curious enough to put on your critical thinking hat. What do I mean by critical thinking? Look, here's a good example. I was watching Shark Tank recently, and in one episode, there were some entrepreneurs who pitched their business idea to the sharks in hopes of getting funding. It was called Kodiak Cakes. And what they do is they make waffle and pancake mixes that are fairly, fairly healthy now, fairly, I didn't say all the way healthy, but fairly healthy 
waffle and pancake mixes. Now, during their pitch, they explained that their biggest challenge was meeting production in order to meet their growing demand. And so then one of the sharks, Barbara Cochran, you know, she's one of our favorites, right? She saw an opportunity to use critical thinking skills to help them solve a problem. And she said, well, why don't you just partner and outsource your manufacturing and distribution with other companies? You don't have to do it by yourself. Now, what ended up happening was, well, they turned down an offer from one of the sharks. They turned down an offer and they actually did partner with several manufacturers and were able to scale up their business because they were able to think outside of just Shark Tank and getting funding. Now, I read some articles after the fact that said that they didn't like the offer that the Sharks gave them. But instead of just taking the offer, they said, hey, we're going to do things very differently. We're going to do things very differently. And if you're not familiar with the company, this is who they are. I actually love their products. So they're not paying me for this, although I wish they would. But Kodiak Cakes, Frontier Flapjack and Waffle Mix. And if you look at the ingredients, they aren't necessarily bad ingredients. They're actually pretty good ingredients. So um, in order to be a quality auditor, some of your characteristics, curiosity, critical thinking, and then you got to have some doggone good communication skills. It's not necessarily about how much you know at a certain point. It's about how you are able to communicate a point to other people, how you're able to extract information from other people. You see, you can be the smartest person in the room, but if your clients don't like you, you're going to be ineffective as an auditor. Let me say that again. You can be the smartest person in the room, but if your clients don't respect you. I said like last time. Who cares if they like you? If your clients don't respect you, you won't be able to do the job well. And in order to gain respect, you have to have some fairly decent communication skills. You have to have some fairly decent communication skills. I'll give you a couple of examples. I remember I started this one job as chief audit executive, director of internal audit. I called one of my first meetings with the big wigs. Now, we were going to discuss a few things, but the way I structured the meeting, it was to be able to get the most bang for the buck. We were out of this meeting in about 15 minutes. It was scheduled for 30. One of them looked at me and he said, we're going to have to make you in charge of all our meetings if all of them are this fast. But what they didn't realize was I had primed the pump before the meeting. I set out an agenda that was pretty good. I gave enough pre-meeting information to where all we were doing in the meeting was making decisions. We weren't discussing a whole bunch of things. And so to them, it looked like an efficient meeting and they loved it. I didn't want to waste their time and I didn't want to waste mine either. I'll give you another example. I had an audit client say to me one time, well, several times, but one in particular, he said, you know, Robert, we hate being audited. Now, if a client has ever told you that they're ha they hate being audited, oftentimes what we do is we get a little defensive. So a client says to us, I hate being audited. And we get defensive saying, I know, but it's a job that someone has to do and it might as well be us. No, that's not what I say. If a client tells me that they hate being audited, I look them squarely in the eyes and I say, me too. So I did that with this client. And first, at first, 
they were taken aback and they started laughing and they said, you hate being audited too? I said, sure I do. We're intrusive. We come in and we ask you a whole bunch of questions when you have a job that you should and could be doing. So I hate being audited too. But with that said, I try to be as less intrusive to you as possible while going through an audit. After that, we had a pretty decent time and a pretty good relationship. Everybody hates being audited. Why in the world are we going to pretend like it's this flowery process where everybody sings, holds, holds hands and sings Kumbaya? That's not what it is. It's an arduous process. Now, speaking of that, let's talk about marketing your audit function. Every audit department needs some sort of marketing effort. That is why I have a course teaching you some fundamentals about marketing your audit department. Because here's what we do as auditors. We say we're going to market our audit department and we start a newsletter. Let me tell you, nobody's reading your newsletter. Nobody cares. Why? Because usually your newsletter is about you. In order to market your audit department, there are several things that you have to do that don't involve creating a newsletter that no one is going to read. So let me tell you what we're going to do in this course. We're going to give you some practical things that you can do to audit your mark, your auditing department. Now, you're probably wondering to yourself, when is this course going to happen and how can I take advantage of this course? Well, I am going to drop a link in the chat to this course. I just dropped the link. And as far as the when, so the course is going to be May the 8th at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Now, there's no coincidence that this course is going to be during Internal Audit Awareness Month. If you didn't know, starting on Monday, May the 1st, it's Internal Audit Awareness Month. We need to do what we can to bring awareness to our profession, which is why I have the course, Marketing Your Internal Audit Department. Okay, so with that said, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program, shall we? We're talking about the characteristics that you have to have to be a quality auditor. Now, the first characteristic that we talked about was you got to have curiosity. That's the first thing. You've got to be curious. Second thing is you got to have good critical thinking skills. Third, you must have good communication skills. And fourth, mm, this is a big one. Fourth, well, you got to have decent conflict management skills. This is not a job for the faint of heart. People are not going to always like you. But here's what I will say. In order to manage conflicts, you've got to attack the problem and not the person. You see, oftentimes when we find things, the people that are working in the department's want to fix them just as bad as we do. But instead of attacking whatever the problem is, walking hand in hand with our partners and solving the problem, we oftentimes attack the people that are performing the processes. That's the wrong way to do it. That's the quickest way to get them to hate us and what we do. So having some good conflict management skills are is something that good auditors should possess. Now, now, moving right along, while you have those good conflict management skills, please have some integrity. Please have some integrity. I've been reading a lot of news articles recently about auditors getting fired for simply doing the job that you paid them to do. 
I commend these auditors for doing the job, especially knowing that they could lose their livelihood and their income only for a period of time because you will bounce back. It might be hard, but you will bounce back. I also read an article recently from Thompson Reuters that said a study found that there was a negative impact on audit partners who gave adverse internal control opinions. So now we're talking about external audit partners who said, well, this control environment at this company does not look good. Oftentimes they were retaliated against. They were removed from engagements. Sometimes they were let go, if, especially if they weren't at the partner level. So just for speaking the truth, auditors are being terminated. I say speak the truth anyway. Just for speaking the truth, auditors are being terminated. So look, these are the qualities that I think good auditors should have if you want to be good at it. Now, of course, there are technical skills you must have depending on your specialty within the profession. But if you aren't curious, if you can't think critically, if your communication skills are stunted, if you don't know how to deal with conflict, and last but not least, if you don't have integrity, I don't care how good you are at the technical skills, you're not going to be a good auditor. So with that said, thank you for joining me on episode number 38. 38 already. Wow, y'all. Thank you for joining me on episode number 38. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Audit Bites. If you receive value from this podcast, do us a favor. First, tell other auditors. Second, give us a five-star review. And finally, talk to Robert about training your auditors. Our contact information is on our website, www.thatauditguy.com. It's also where you will find our course catalog, on-demand courses, a kick-butt blog, other podcasts, Robert's best-selling books, and last but not least, audit merch. That's right, we have audit hats, shirts, mugs and more. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next episode.